Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. <laughs> 306 DGS Think Tank coming up in about an hour. So this weekend is Parents Weekend at KU. So super excited to go see Phoebe's new life. And I almost missed it uh, because of my other child. (laughs) So I just told the guys that uh, Nick just moved out of my basement. My basement is like an apartment. Uh, You know, like full kitchen, bath, the whole bit. And so he was living there the last few months while his girlfriend Bree was in Chicago. She moved back. They move back in together. Good for them. Although I miss him. Um, and so he had left some food in the fridge. And I'm like, hey, brother, next time you come back to get another load, don't you throw that out. And he did. So I checked the freezer, and there were like three pretty big containers uh, of look like pasta sauce. And on the top it says bolognese. And it was marked with a date. And so I'm like, oh, there you go. Woof. So I took it out, set it down on a little island in my kitchen. Oh, there's dinner tonight. And thank God, I, when I was texting with him, like, oh, hey, by the way, buddy, like, that bolognese, that up for grabs? She goes, oh, my God. He's like, don't eat that. <laughs> that was that was there when the power went out for four days. Oh, <laughs> no. And he goes, I should have thrown it out, but it just refroze. I'm like, oh, my God. I saw my life pass in front of me. <laughs> you would have had the a, end of Dave. Say, Dave would have had a few bad days there. <laughs> oh, I, I, I might have been at KU, like in Phoebe's one bathroom that she shares with four girls. Oh, God. Terrible. So no good. But we're fine. <laughs> fine. Crisis, a, crisis averted. Yeah. Crisis averted. Thank goodness for text Why you always ask. We're fine. You always double check those kind of things. Steroid Kevin. All right. Let's do a little bit about comedy and what's funny. Uh, Rachel, you see the audio there from Norm? It's Norm McDonald. Is it labeled that way? No. There's uh, a cli- uh, Oh, it's Mar. It's on Bill Mar. Okay. So th- we were talking about Bill Mar the other day, and he's kind of a guy that. Like, for a long time, he made conservative people angry. Now he makes liberal people mad sometimes, too. And he's kind of in between, right? Like, to me, I'm kind of Switzerland on Bill Maher. I think he's funny sometimes. I think he's not funny sometimes. I think he's smart sometimes. I think he's not smart sometimes. Like all of us. Like, I don't, I'm not a big, like, I'm team this guy or that guy. But Norm MacDonald, this is years ago, obviously, but Norm MacDonald was on with Larry King and was talking about why he doesn't think Bill Maher's funny and why he what he thinks makes someone funny to other people. And being that I think Norm Macdonald is a comedic genius, I thought it was interesting. I'd be curious to see what you guys think of it. A comedian, his, what he should be doing is being funny. That should be his goal, to be funny. I feel some comedians, their goal is to be smart. And uh, the funny is like a collateral thing. They want to be seen as smart. Uh, your friend Bill Maher, for instance, you know, he wants to be seen as an intellectual. Dennis you know? Miller. Dennis Miller. But uh, Letterman, but Letterman understands. He's smarter than both of them. He understands, play the dumb guy, you know? Play the, play yeah. the, play the everyman. Nobody likes a guy smarter than them. <laughs> That's the worst, the worst uh, guy you can be. A guy smarter than the audience. They're going to hate you. 
What do you think of that? I, mean, I think he's absolutely right. Especially in that job, right? Like some jobs, people are like, okay, smart guy, that's a good thing. Uh, but I, I would say overall, I don't think that's wrong in the way the world no. is now. No. People don't tend to want to hear from the smart guys. I think that Bill Maher and Dennis Miller are both smart and funny. Yeah, yeah. But I 100% get what Norm is saying, and I think he's absolutely right. Which of this group that we're talking about is the is funniest? Gosh, to each their own, but I grew up in the era of Letterman, so I would probably say Yeah, Letterman. but I mean, if you're just talking, like, if you take Letterman out of it, because I agree, by the way, because Letterman is kind of all of it, right? I, I'd say Norm McDonald's way funnier oh, no, than the no, other no, two. I didn't realize you know? he was in the group. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, yeah. if you're talking about him and Dennis Miller and Bill Maher and you take any of them, you know, whether it's Bill Burr or whatever, I mean, Norm is probably in the funniest of the funny. Like, I don't know of comics that don't think he's funny, and that's normally a hard group to win over. Yeah. Conan O'Brien just either talked about on his podcast or did an interview. I don't know, but his comments went viral. I didn't care enough to go look up the source, but (laughs) what he said was that comedy really, really suffered during the Trump years because people didn't really know how to react other than to go like, this is wrong. What he is doing is wrong and bad, and that's not a joke structure. That's not funny. And people just didn't really know how to, like, poke at that. I, I've said it before. Uh, Trey from South Park said, we're legit stumped. Like, the Trump administration, this is him speaking, the Trump administration is satire. And how do you do satire on satire? So, yeah, I think I think it gave a lot of people difficulties. It, hey, can I say one more thing? I've never been uh, a late-night guy. Uh, when, when I was a kid... Uh, I had to go to bed at 1030 and I would lay in bed and I could see the TV and I would watch Carson's monologue. And, uh, you know, so that was a lot of the way that my humor developed and, you know, Jonathan Winters and things like that. And a little bit letter. I've never been a stay up late guy. Uh, but I hate what has happened to late night now. I think Steve Colbert is a very smart guy. I think he's very funny. He has an amazing personal story. I do not dislike Colbert. But at least the last time I checked, he was still basically doing Trump's an idiot jokes the whole show. And as much as I'm not a fan of Donald Trump, I'm also not a fan of that. You know, like, okay, I I get it. I get it. Move on. Do something else. Like, to me, that's cheap. To me, that's easy. Uh, If all you do, and and I feel that way about other television shows and other radio shows. That's why I'm so proud of this one, if I may be given a moment uh, to slap myself in the back, is that if you just do one thing, hell, I wouldn't even show prep. If all I did was go off on how stupid liberals are or how stupid conservatives are or how this or how that, man, sign me up. Uh, And so I've kind of lost a lot of the shines off the apple for me for late night currently. Mm. Yeah. There's also just less of a need for late night because we have, we have the internet, we have Twitter, we have, Mm. you know, all of this is happening in real time and real people are funny and doing commentary on it. And it's so much more timely and immediate. So then to wait until, you know, the end of the evening for someone to to do jokes that they wrote at four o'clock in the afternoon that might not even be so relevant anymore. It's just it's less of a it's less of a necessity than it was 20 years ago. Yep. I feel the same way. I mean, I I really have gone through periods of time of really, really loving SNL. But the past couple of years, it's just like, why am I watching this again? I mean, it, 
every uh, joke they do, I saw it on Twitter three days before. So Mm. it's just kind of less and less relevant. That's a big challenge. I'm not crazy about Jimmy Fallon, but that's something that he did very, very well in this new age of the internet as he started doing, he would, you know, play the stupid games with, uh, you know, the guests or whatever. Yeah. You know, get Brie Larson on and they play Pinochle or whatever. And that was a big, you could watch that the next day on YouTube or, you know, a year from that on YouTube. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. evergreen stuff that ends up on the internet that you can watch and you can still get kind of credit for doing that even if no one's watching. Speaking of social media and entertainment and Humor, but it doesn't have to be humor. Uh, all of us uh, are TikTok users. What is your favorite stuff that you see on TikTok? And what is your least favorite? Like, oh, my God, I can't see one more of these. Hmm. Boy, I mean, I feel like I get most of my favorites. I love almost anything music related, whether it's people that can, you know, play the guitar like Eddie Van Halen. I get a lot of the drummers. I get a lot of um, what if this band did this song instead of the one that did it, which I find fascinating because the people that do that are super talented. Like they can imitate a band doing another famous song as if that band did it. And they do all the stuff themselves. I love those. I obviously I like my scare prank videos, um, animals, not the ones I hate the most though. The cringiest ones are just the look at me ones. And it doesn't even matter what category it is. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't matter. It could be the dancing, you know, dudes it can be the guys that are like look at my beard and i'm a tough guy i'll teach you how to be a t-. i don't like that i don't like the whole fake dance routines like moms dancing in front of their kids i don't like any of the look at me stuff i like anything like cooking travel i really like to watch people clean their houses that's like one of my favorite things to watch and you've TikTok. been into that for years oh yeah i watch that on youtube too because i'm a loser but it's <laughs> incredibly satisfying i gotta tell you and it makes you want to clean your house so it helps me keep my apartment clean my least favorite things to see i i hate it whenever it's like here's advice about a situation that like let's say it's like a relationship advice or something and people are talking with such authority and i'm watching it for a second i'm thinking all right maybe and then it's like no you're not a therapist mm. you're just talking into the camera yeah. and you you're kind of using therapy speak so it kind of makes sense but i feel like there's so much bad advice on tiktok i that's a good one ran into a guy uh, a tiktok guy who was younger and I hate to be an ageist, but if you're, like, not even 30 yet, I doubt you have much to tell me about life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there are exceptions. But he was probably late 20s, and I, I and he came up a few times, and the things he had to say were pretty good. And uh, I think I actually followed him. And then I saw him doing, like, a prank thing. Uh-oh. And I'm Uh-oh. like, ah, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's not that you can't do both, but I don't want to see you do both. Yeah. I don't want to see you put a corn chip in your, your buddy's butt crack, <laughs> and, and then you tell me... <laughs> You know, yeah. how to find <laughs> meaning in yeah. life. Yeah. Preach new, emotional maturity. The new version of the one chip challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, Rage is right, though. It's like this has turned everyone into a comedian, everyone into a philosopher, uh, and the whole, like, walk and talk thing, I'm kind yeah. of over. Like, hey, how you doing out there? Not that good. Let me tell you, new butter. I'm being really <laughs> casual right now, but it's also extremely edited, and this is probably my 16th take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna, walking down the street for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about. I, I, it's I don't know. I know I should have gotten in on social media. I know I should have had a Twitter all this time. No. And should have had a TikTok all this time and You're been doing, doing all this content. But yeah, I mean, here's here's the calculation I made, and maybe I've just been wrong, but. 
I do four hours a day, five days a week. And if you don't catch it live, you can you can stream it. You can podcast it. How much Dave does anyone yeah, want? Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's different thing. for these people. They don't have four-hour radio shows every day. I mean, you... Yeah, I think you make a good point because I'm on all those things and I don't do all that. Rachel's been saying for years, and she's 100% correct, that one of the things that I think attests to the longevity of the show is that people don't get tired of you because when they're done listening to the show, they don't then go on like Instagram or social media or whatever and see you everywhere, you know, blasting out your thoughts or whatever. If they want to know what you think about something, they come and listen to the show. And then outside of that, they they're not overloaded. I mean, with I'm not Dave even I'm not even kidding. I get so tired of my voice. If I'm walking through the hallways, there's always one of our stations playing. If if it's me, I just I just want to duck into a bathroom. <laughs> the last time I did it was the girls. And I got in trouble. So, <laughs> three twenty four DGS Dave Murray next headlines think tank. And we're just looking at our TikToks. One came up on mine. It's a picture of Captain Kangaroo, and it says. <laughs> It says, if you know who this is, your joints hurt this morning. <laughs> That's pretty That's funny. not wrong. Isn't it weird? Someday that'll be you guys. Like, they'll show a Pokemon card and be like, if you know what this is, <laughs> if you're going to be dead soon. Unfortunately, my <laughs> joints already hurt. <laughs> uh, audio? Sure. We'll start with my audio. This is Joe Biden. I believe he's speaking to the United Nations here. And, uh, well, just listen. Now, even as we evolve our institutions and drive creative new partnerships, let me be clear. Certain principles of our international system are sacrosanct. He always says, let me be clear when he's being so unclear. <laughs> yes. It's like his pause. Like, da, 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 let me be clear. He's like, oh, that, that covers for it. I, I, I said, let me be clear. Am I wrong slash mean about this? But this weekend uh, on the news, I saw the president walking across the, the lawn like we have a million other presidents when he got out of Marine One, the, the, the chopper. And he he just he doesn't walk well. We all know this. And I thought to myself, okay, if he's reelected, at minimum, by the time he leaves office, he's using a walker. And I'm not okay with that. And it made me feel very ageist. But I think I think appearances matter. I don't need a 48 year old bodybuilder. But does that how does that hit you? That oh my god, he's gonna at minimum be using a walker. Hmm. I honestly don't think they'd ever let us see that. I think they would just limit access to a crazy degree so that you never see the walk across the lawn or any of that stuff. Hmm. Which is that also kind of a problem. I, yeah. well, that's, a, that's a way bigger problem to me, and that's one of my biggest problems with them now. And, the, and actually, really, it's been getting progressively worse in my lifetime with every administration is the limitation of access to ask questions, unscripted questions about things that are happening in the country. You should have to face that weekly like every week, press conference, you don't know what's coming. You just got to answer questions. And if you don't know a factual answer, just say, I don't have that now. We'll look it up and give it to you. Why don't we do Andrew's audio next? Because he has some Biden stuff, too. Yeah, it's really interesting to me that. So this is the end of that speech. And I thought that we because, you know, we're we're we always call it like we see it. And I thought credit for what it was due. The ending of that speech, at least he finished really strong. I thought at this inflection point in history. We're going to be judged by whether or not we live up to the promises we made to ourselves, to each other, to the most vulnerable, and to all those who will inherit the world we create, because that's what we're doing. Will we find within ourselves 
the courage to do what must be done to preserve the planet, to protect human dignity, to provide opportunity for people everywhere, and to defend the tenets of the United Nations. There can only be one answer to that question. We must and we will. The road ahead is long and difficult, but if we preserve, persevere, and prevail, if we keep the faith in ourselves and show what's possible, let's do this work together. He does sound good there, but he sounded good. He was he looked decent. You know, I mean, you can't ask for much. the The, the issue yeah. maybe is that you can't ask for a lot better than that. But I was like, wow, okay, this is it. it that's not a side of him that we've seen in like months, which is what was really concerning. So it was almost it, nice to see that and go like, oh, he looks somewhat yeah, okay. The energy's better, but the message is happy horse crap. I well, mean, speaking what, of the UN, what do you? Well, want? I get it. There's like, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I, I, I get. I, it's not him. It's just the the political speeches in Platitudes. general. Like, we're gonna do this and we're gonna do it together. Like, no, you're not, because all you guys ever do is fight. It's not gonna happen that way. So stop telling me about it and start doing it. Not just him. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of them. Yeah. Agreed. Quick rate. Right back. DGS. Welcome back, guys. DGS. Happy Tuesday, 335. Dave Murray joins us. Hello, Dave. Hello there. So you totally get this. Like, just the relativism of weather. Today, it's like, oh, my God, I'm roasting. Oh, right. <laughs> you know? Like a month ago, it would have been like, it's, it's only going to be like 87 today. Thank God. That's fantastic. But like you said. Oh, you're right. You're I, right. Until I met you, I never thought of September as a, a warm weather month. To me, like going back to school and the leaves are starting to fall. But, yeah, it's still pretty warm. It can still be warm. This is the warm we I've the warmest I've seen so far. The official high is not in yet. Eighty seven. That's the warmest since September fifth. It's a pretty long stretch. Yeah, pretty nice. We'll, we'll Very take nice. That. Yeah. Also, uh, sunset this time of year mm-hmm. is just a touch after seven o'clock. Time change doesn't happen until the first weekend of November. And also, the fall season officially begins Saturday morning. Really early, early Saturday morning. So the first fall weekend coming up. Dave, help us out with this. We're having a Mandela effect thing on the show where we all swore that when we switched our clocks in the spring that we all said that was the last time. You know, I've looked into that since we've talked about this before, and it seems like it has gotten through the Senate. But I think that's the only place it's gone through, and the president has not signed anything yet. Hmm. That's the way I understand it. I could be totally wrong, but everything that I'm seeing, we've got a time change coming up. Well, that's going to be my, I'm going to be a new single issue voter. Some people it's abortion, some people it's immigration. Mine is the damn time change. So whoever I bet you that would get it done. If we all got behind that, it would get done. Uh, How do we look for the weekend? Okay, it's it's an unsettled stretch coming up. We have this big dip in the jet stream over the western United States. So picture kind of a low-pressure system over the desert southwest, and that's going to be sending little impulses of energy up over the middle of the country. The low itself will not move over us until probably during the weekend. So the first little impulse comes through tomorrow. There's going to be some showers around any time tomorrow, but especially in the afternoon. It's still mild, 62 degrees. Count on showers Wednesday night of mild, 65. Thursday and Friday, kind of a mix of clouds and sunshine. There'll be a couple of showers here and there, but fa- fairly limited. 
the way it's looking Thursday and Friday. But as that main low lifts up over us over the weekend, I think we have a rather wet weekend coming up with periods of showers and thunderstorms anytime. Saturday, Saturday night, and Sunday, the wettest period will probably become Saturday night. Again, there'll be some thunderstorms around. I don't see it as a severe weather outbreak, but uh, kind of a wet stretch. It's at a bad time for the farmers because they like this Mm. time of year to be dry, but we need some rain. So it's a two-edged sword. Headlines, Rach. Headlines is brought to you by Schnooks. Reward yourself daily with the Schnooks Rewards app. So we've been talking about politics a little bit on the show today. A new poll from The Economist YouGov asks, would you be disappointed if any of these presidential candidates became the Republican nominee? Select all that apply. The main uh, uh, candidates who who received feedback on this were New Jersey Governor Chris Christie and former Vice President Mike Pence. So those are the two candidates that independent and Republican hmm. voters would be most disappointed if they became the candidate for president. Uh, another poll looked at a third-party option. This is a Rasmussen Reports survey. 38% of respondents said they would vote third-party, including 42% of Democrats and 35% of Republicans. Wow. That's uh, a big number. So what I'm about to say is going to be a, a big duh, but I really, truly think that this upcoming election— I don't think it's going to be the election to end all elections. I don't think the country is at stake, but I do think it's going to be one of the most interesting elections. I think it's going to be like a movie. We don't know if Biden's going to stay in. We don't know if Trump's going to be indicted. Like there's so many moving parts to it that you typically, typically you don't, if there's any drama at all, it's like, who's going to win in Iowa? Who's going to win in New Hampshire? But now there's like real life drama. I think it's going to be what kind of movie? What kind of movie would this be? Horror. Uh, science fiction. <laughs> yeah. Horror movie. Yeah. Action movie. Texas Chainsaw when, when Massacre scene comedy. Turn off halfway through. <laughs> and yeah, it'd be a Judd, Judd Apatow movie. Funny for about half an hour and then dumb. <laughs> a Massachusetts teen is facing charges for allegedly bringing a gun, heroin, and crack to school. Authorities responded to the school after administrators found a loaded handgun, bags of heroin, bags of crack cocaine, and bags of powdered cocaine. I love this line, though. Officials say the incident did not disrupt the school day. Oh, man. So so they had the whole thing under control. How old? It doesn't say. A, A teenager. Walmart has added an in-store police station to one of their stores in Atlanta. This is in the Vine City area of the region. They're opening with a small in-store police station uh, to be used as a small workspace office for officers to get work done and charge electronics. I think that's a pretty good idea. It's mm. to combat shoplifting. I've always loved twice. the substations, you know, oh, yeah, whether it's sure. in a QT or wherever. I think what a great idea. Mm-hmm. A black bear bear is being blamed for closures at Disney World's Magic Kingdom Park in Florida. The adult female bear was spotted in a tree, prompting several areas of the park to be shut down for a few hours. The bear was later captured and taken to an area uh, northwest of Orlando. Officials say it was likely in the park looking for food. Can you imagine that? You're just, (laughs) you've saved up all year to go to Disney and then you have to vacate it because there's a bear hanging around looking for food. You'd probably think it was like a jungle book. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Animatronic or something yeah. next to yeah. the country bear. It's the jamboree. bear jamboree. There yeah. you go. It's the jamboree. Where's his fiddle? I would say like the two things that we have lost our fear of are tornadoes, which we talked about, and bears. Like uh, my beloved Sasquatch Chronicles, all the time people like because uh, hunters see Sasquatch a lot, and they'll say like 
I know it wasn't a bear, like a black bear. I'm not afraid of a black bear. Like, I'm terrified of a black bear. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I saw a video once on some show, like I got mauled or whatever, uh, where a guy <laughs> got mauled by a black bear and almost killed him. Like, sure. who's not afraid of black bears? Well, look at the size of the paw and the claws and how big they are and how much they weigh. What are your chances, really? What yeah. are your chances? There's no bear that I'm going to be like, oh, no big deal, guys. The it's problem is, you know, maybe the babies. We, we all saw that viral video last year of the bear that was, like, attacking the puppies and the guy, like, chased off the bear to yeah. save his dachshund or whatever. And then we all then we all started thinking, like, oh, these, these I bears. I can take a bear. These <laughs> bears are sweet. I can handle a bear. Mm-mm. <laughs> So the crayon company Crayola is now selling flowers. They just announced this today. They will sell boxes and bouquets of vibrantly colored flowers with prices ranging from $49 to $150. And apparently 10 to 50% of the sales of these products will go towards the participating charity of the customer's choice. Like fake color flowers? No, it's it's flowers. Huh. Odd. Yep. That is odd. That's very weird. That's like a flower company selling crayons. Yeah. <laughs> hey, call FTD. Yeah. And my final story here, Pringles is collaborating with the Caviar Company. So if you want to try it, you can order a, a kit with small tubes of flavored Pringles and jars of caviar. This is a trend because of the Bravo show, <laughs> The Real Housewives oh, of New no. York City. Apparently they had caviar and Pringles, and now it's blowing up and everybody wants to try it. Have you guys had caviar? Not no. good. Just once. Yeah, yeah. Not, 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 not going to do it thing. again. Yeah, not Same. my thing. But also, like, really, Pringles. What's the taste? Like, aren't you kind of revealing something about yeah. yourself if you're like, you we're going to get the most expensive food in the world and put it on s- dried potato paste? Back when Ruth Chris was my client, I tried to get them to do a Dave Glover white trash wine pairing night. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like I, for real, sign like, me up. I, I, remember, I, remember I love Cheetos and Riesling. I love like Ho Ho's and Cabernet. Like, right. I'm not even kidding. One time, Jeff Dill, who was the GM there at the time, uh, then with Capital, now he's down in Dallas Capital, but he texts me one night and he's like, What are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm having a nice bottle of wine. He's like, what are you having? I told him. He's like, oh, it's a nice bottle. He's like, what are you having it with? I'm like, little tiny Milky Ways. <laughs> and he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's, I'm from South Roxana, dude. <laughs> that was my final story. Okay, very good. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. All right. A couple goofy things before we do the think tank. Today is Talk Like a Pirate Day. Arr. Long John Silvers uh, will give you a free piece of fish or chicken for just talking like a pirate or a two-piece basket if you dress like one. Mm. Am I no, the only yes, one? I'm going for dinner. <laughs> Not worth it. Why do they serve chicken? I don't know, but it's awesome. Probably because kids don't like. Could some be ki- some kids mm. don't like them. No, no, yeah. I don't know how you don't like their fish though. It's good. Um, out of 24 countries, according to a new study, parents in America are the least likely to care about kids having good manners. <laughs> oh, I'm shocked. Yeah. Said that American parents uh, prize hard work. Independence, imagination, tolerance, and respect, but they really don't care at all about kids having good manners and etiquette. Doesn't that fall under tolerance and respect, though? Yeah. To have I, good manners? I think so. I, I think mean, they I mean know just the, they're mutually exclusive. We always say this and we always hear this, but I don't know anybody whose parents didn't instill that. Maybe it's just the people that I spend time with, but I don't know, like, you guys as parents, obviously, and Dave and Kevin, you guys as parents... You know, that stuff was important to you. It was important to you that your kids turned out with, like, a, a decent set of manners. And it yeah. was important to, like, the friends that I had. I wonder if that means, though, like, the very formal manners 
like, hello, sir, and how do you set the table and all those guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. how people see like the manifestation of manners because the, the part about being respectful, that's good manners. The part mm-hmm. about being polite, I never cared about the formality of – I, I learned where the spoons go. One of the best manners things I ever learned <clears throat> was from uh, Johnny Hewlett from Casey and the Cardinals. We're on a cruise together, just mm. he and I. We had a little bit of a thing, <laughs> and uh, so if you if you do this, like I don't know how to sh- explain it on the radio. It's like the OK if sign you make the in each okay side. OK sign, yeah. But you turn it toward you. The left one makes a B, yes, and the right one makes a D, and that tells you which plate is your bread plate and which. Uh, where which one oh. is your drink? When that you put sense? them by your eyes, it looks like glasses. <laughs> so if like you're sitting at a table and you're like, I don't know which plate is mine, I don't know uh, which water is mine. Oh. You do that, and on your left, the 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 plate on the left is for bread, and the drink on your right is your drink. That's nice. Thank you, John Hewlett. Um, they ask for for people from other countries. Uh, what do you think Americans are most obsessed with? <laughs> and they said breadsticks, yeah. things being haunted, sure. okay. making up handshakes, yeah. uh-huh. ice, candles, yeah. Olive Garden, and the word literally. <laughs> Look oh. at Olive Garden and breadsticks. Yeah, I mean, breadsticks is for sure real. Ice is a thing. I don't yeah, get... Yeah, if you go to Europe... I don't get what they don't get. Why don't you like ice in your either. drinks? Mm-hmm. It's so much better cold. I don't get it either. I that's I mean I hate I hate to be like that's the only thing keeping me from going to Europe because you know like money too. <laughs> but the thought of no ice and no air conditioning, no. I remember I was in Europe for a few months after I graduated from law school and I got on the plane and I had a Budweiser and it was so good. Now I could have had Budweiser over there, but we're drinking European beers and I'm not I'm not much of a, a beer tough guy and they're all like syrup. And just having a really cold Budweiser on my way back home, I'm like, there you go. Mm-hmm. That's how you do that. Yeah. America. And for those of us that like our soft drinks, it's not a good place to be over there. No. You have they're, to ask for ice and they're, they're real expensive. snotty. Yeah. They're, oh, they don't like it at all when they like, oh, ice. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 